Welcome to this special Hastings Independent Arts Supplement podcast where HIP co-arts editor Mia L speaks to the iconic artist Sir Quentin Blake about his illustrious career and new exhibition We Live in Worrying Times which is running from May to September of this year at the Hastings Contemporary Gallery. Well, thank you for taking the time to um, talk to us today. We really appreciate it. I'm very excited to see your exhibition, um, We Live in Worrying Times. Yes. Um, I'm waiting for a slot to, to view it online at the Hastings Contemporary. I wanted to talk to you a bit about that. It seems to be a yes. lot darker in tone to your usual body of work. And it also feels um, almost prophetic now given, you know, the ongoing health crisis at yes, the moment. Yes, exactly, yes. It, 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 it is. I mean, I think that um, there's a lot of coincidences floating about in one mm. way or another. Uh, the, uh, it, it is more sombre, although some of that has, seems to have become more present recently. And I don't mm. think it's not entirely in relation to present circumstances because I do books for the Folio Society. Do you, I don't know whether you know them. They're, they're sort of handsome okay. editions. Um, and I did one a year or two ago of mm-hmm. a, a book called Ridley Walker by Russell Hoban. Mm-hmm. And that's very sombre, you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, we just... Uh, Russell Hoban was somebody I knew. And uh, it, it um, it's purely coincidence, but some of that work seems to have been happening anyway, I suppose. Yeah. And... Partly, I think, perhaps because I have, um, I've accepted fewer commissions in recent years, mm. uh, so that I've been able to get, you know, a sort of changes of mood into the work. Um, mm. But at the same time, uh, I wasn't expecting to be doing that, you know, well, that, that, that did come exactly. as a surprise. Um, and... Have you heard the story about the taxi driver? I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I was going to ask if you could explain um, to our listeners a bit more about, you know, the inspiration behind the show, because I know there's quite an interesting well, story. Yes, it, uh, I mean, you can imagine I've told it a few times. Yeah. Now, it still <laughs> seems just as unlikely as it did to begin with, uh, because I ordered a taxi mm-hmm. from a London taxi firm that I use, and it, it came... And I got in, and then, to my surprise, the taxi driver got in as well and sat down opposite me. And that's when he said, we live in worrying times. And he had seen Picasso's Guernica a Mm -hmm. couple of times in Spain. So he must have been quite an interesting man anyway. But Mm. um, And he said, what we need is Guernica, something for for our particular situation now, he said. and then he said, and you are the man to do it. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I don't know why he would have thought that, but um, he, he, I said, I'm not quite sure that's my kind of thing. And he said, yes, cometh the hour, cometh the man. Um, and I said, well, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Uh, would you like to tell me your name so that I can let you know what happens? Yeah. And he said, oh, no, 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 that's not necessary. I keep an eye on everything. Ah. So that's very um, interesting. I wonder if he'll, he'll have seen about the show then. 
you yes, know, he's seen that you've done we've it. Heard yeah. nothing yet, and perhaps we won't. But the other extraordinary coincidence, I mean, he, he, he said do something like, I mean, the picture I've done is not as anything like as big or as considered as, as, as the Picasso. But yeah. what I imagine he can't have known is that I would have somewhere to do it. Well, yeah. Because, I mean, I, couldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to do it in my studio, you see. But then I had Hastings Contemporary. Yeah. Um, so I did have somewhere to do it, and I talked to Liz Gilmore there about it. And it's, as I say, it's not, it, 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 it's nothing like as big as, as Picasso. It's very different in, in, in mode, but yeah. it's five feet. It's, it's the roll of paper, the biggest roll of paper I could get, which is five feet tall and 30 feet long. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I, that's the main item in the exhibition. Mm-hmm. I've done a, a lot of work in uh, Hastings Contemporary, yeah. and in fact, I knew that was, I mean, the foreshore gallery is big and wonderful, mm-hmm. and I did a show there once before called The Only Way to Travel, and mm-hmm. I can remember Liz Gilmore, you know, who's the director, mm-hmm. saying, uh, we need big drawings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was like, a, you know, I thought, yeah, all right then, <laughs> so I knew I could do a big drawing there. And I did a rough of it, which is about 18 inches long or something, just as it was suggestions. Yeah. And then uh, the, the paper went up, and I did it uh, one afternoon, as a matter of fact, and I just sort of drew from one end to the other. And I got my sort of... It, didn't, it wasn't exactly a rough, it was a kind of prompt sheet, really. Mm. And uh, I seem to remember it took three and a half hours altogether, I think, more or less non-stop, <laughs> with a pause for sandwiches, as you remember. But um, uh, so that is the that's the the main, and I, and I, I called it the taxi driver because yeah. I, whether he knows about it or not, I don't know. Perhaps he knows everything. I don't know. Well, that would be that would be uh, wonderful the taxi to know. Taxi's in the picture. Yeah. Uh, at the top of the back somewhere. Uh, so, so that's a, the the. the the salute to that. <laughs> I've had um I've had a look. I've seen the video on the um, Hastings Contemporary oh, yes, website, yes. which um shows you you know making the mural, um and I think it's amazing as you say how quickly you you pull it all together and the story behind it is so interesting. Um, I was wondering what's your usual creative process as an artist and. Has this evolved or changed at all um, throughout your career to the present day? Or are you still kind of working? Do you tend to work in the same kind of manner every it's time? To some extent it's the same, but mm. um, it, it has changed because I, I, I was, well, I, I, was, I think I was more well-behaved at one time. <laughs> if, if you're doing a, a children's book, which I spent a lot of time doing, mm. um, you have to design the whole thing in advance and, lay out how the story goes from one page to another and mm. where the exciting bits come and where the moments of suspense come and so on and so on. So there's a lot of planning in that and those I've always done, well, for many, many years on a light box mm-hmm. uh, so that I, I've got the rough and I put that, that on the light box and then I put watercolour, a sheet of watercolour paper mm-hmm. over that of the kind that I like and then... I, the, the advantage of that is that you, you've got the layout of the, of the drawing and the, and the elements of the drawing, mm. but you don't want to see it too well, so that you draw it as if you, you, you know where everything's going, but you draw it as if for the first time. Yeah. And that's quite important for me because, in a sense, the way that I draw is not the drawing of something which is in front of me, it's the drawing 
it's the drawing of an activity. As, as I've gone on, I, I, I think in about 20 years ago, uh, I thought I'd reached the age for semi-retirement. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I did a little drawing, it wasn't very good, saying I now enjoy the leisure of semi-retirement. That was the day before, the, the year before I was made the first Children's Laureate. Yes, it's, and, I, yeah, and, and I've worked as hard as ever I have ever since. <laughs> so, wow. um, and that was uh, twenty years ago. But I think I've because I, perhaps I'm, I'm I've got more projects I've initiated myself. Yeah. Um, I I still work roughly in that way. Yeah. But I do. I'm more inclined to improvise drawings or to use different techniques. So now I draw with. I draw with reed pens, quills, turkey quills, and they're all they're all kind of quite unexpected and unreliable, which is very very interesting for me. Yeah, I could imagine um, it must be. Yeah, open up all sorts of new possibilities exactly, creatively. Exactly, yeah, yes. yeah, it's always good to you know get an insight into how how artists work, and that sounds like yes. Um, I mean, I'm used to that page, the size of a sheet of watercolor paper, but I. I um, I mean the the show that I did in Hastings yeah. uh, previously. You know, the only way to travel. That's got very big drawings in it, yeah. and some were so big that I had to do them again. Those I had to oh. do on the site. I, d- I did them in the gallery. I, I don't seem to be bothered about size at all. I wish I'd done more big drawings. You know, I mean, I, I'm doing mm. a lot of big ones now. But can I perhaps I can mention one to the other because. Th- that is the main item in the... Yeah, that's the, the, the taxi driver. Yeah, that's the one everyone's sort of, I think, talking about. But I know there's a number of um, other well, other pieces as well. stone heads, which, which is... I mean, there are one or two more strange coincidences in this. Because, mm. I, I mean, I've been working on a series on and off for three or four years, of, of at least, of, of, of stone heads. And there's, there's a set of them in there. They're heads that... Um, so I, I saw them on again on the Hastings Contemporary website, and I, I thought they were really, really interesting and quite, quite disturbing actually. Um, yeah, well, that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm glad quite you striking. said that because they're, they're like, I mean, they're, they're like Easter Island heads, mm. but they are of our time, and of course they're they're huge stone heads, but they they seem to have feelings. Mm. Which is the, the purest. I don't how I got onto that. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so they seemed appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and you'll see there. Are, I'm told there are 170 drawings in the show altogether. But there, there, there's a set called Unfortunates. Yes, I saw those ones one, as well, which were were very, again, very um, somber and yeah, quite intense, but very, yes, yes, um, very um, well, interesting. I mean, that is sort of using the experience one has as an illustrator, but in a different way, you know, mm. because in a sense the, I mean, if you you have the story, then you do illustrations to it, but these are the sort of, the illustrations come first and you do, you, you you can only imagine what the story is, if you see what mm. I mean, but you, I, I hope you know there is one, you know, the, mm. the, the, and I put them in front of a very neutral landscape, yeah. sort of barren landscape. So that they they were their they were their own story as mm. it were of the way they were dressed and the expressions they had on their faces and the way they were holding themselves was suggesting. Well, I think that gives it um, a real air as well of sort of universe. You know, it's got a universal quality to it because by doing that, by putting them against um, 
a more sort of general background. I think it it really emphasises um, well, well, the I'm, images. I'm, I hadn't quite realised that, but I'm very pleased you said it. Yeah, I think was, so. I think um, it does. No, I, I would like to think that. And I think and there are one or two others. There's, there's, there's a set of um, I can't quite remember what they all are, but there's 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 one there's one series called Perplexed, mm-hmm. which is the portraits of young people, adolescents, mm-hmm. who they're not sort of so directly distressed, but they don't know what's going on really. You know, I think that <laughs> that was a sort of um, I was feeling for them a bit. You know, that what. Yeah. We've only just got here and what's happening sort of thing, you know. Yes, I, I, as I say, I really am looking forward to seeing the show. And I know that, um, obviously, because of, again, because of the pandemic, the gallery, like so many up and down the country, they're, they're going to be yes. running the tours online. Um, but I was wondering if you think this is going to maybe be um, used more after the lockdown when it's finally lifted. And what effect do you think the pandemic could have on the wider art scene, you know, in the long term, after after all of this has hopefully passed? Uh, uh, well, I, I mean, I, I don't really know. I think it will. I think uh, having worked in this way, mm. um, we, we, it'll make us more used to it and I understand the, the way we can do things. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I've got... I. I did a set of uh, publications called the QB Papers. So I don't know if you've ever seen those, but they mm-hmm. they were they were just sets of drawings. You know, it was a publication with about with about thirty pages and mm-hmm. just a set of drawings on a particular theme. And I've got really the unfortunates are like that, you know, and, yeah. and perplexed. They that's a, a set of drawings, and I I'm I've I've got those. I've got a lot more of those. N- yeah. Not all distressed. I mean, some are quite sort of just entertaining. But I'm, I'll be putting those on my website in yeah. about a week or two's time, and so it's it, it's it's becoming it's 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 becoming to feel natural. If you see what I mean? Yeah, you know? to have that online. Um, yeah, and I think we, we we will do more of that. Although at the same time, uh, I think I still need to. I mean, I I want to see that exhibition. In, yeah. In, in the foreshore gallery, you know, because eventually, because the, the, I, I mean, I'm I'm used to I'm now used to working for for things to go online, as mm. I'm used to working for things that go into print. But there's there's still there is still something about seeing an actual physical thing. I, I completely uh, agree. Uh, I completely agree with you. I think you can't you can't replace that. You know, you really can't replace no, seeing I, something I mean, in person. Things, that I like about drawing, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things I like about it, but, you know, the fact that you scratch the paper is, you know, yeah. is, 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 is a physical dimension when yeah. you look at it. And you, you can get it in print or online, yeah. but there is something, you, you don't want to forget about the, the physical thing, I think. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I agree, and I think you connect with the art, you know, when you see, when you see it, as you say, um, in sort of physical form, you do connect with it. I think in a different, yes, oh a different God, manner. Yes. Um, now it, it kind of goes without saying that you've had a very long and esteemed career as an illustrator, writer, teacher. Um, yes. You've won various accolades, awards, um, very de- you know deservedly so for your amazing work, and you're also artist patron at the Hastings Contemporary. 
as well as being involved in numerous other um, charitable endeavours. What do you feel has been the defining moment in your career? I realise that's probably, (laughs) it's going to be hard to pick one. You know, if you had to pick one, what would it be? And is there anything else that you would like to achieve? Um, I mean, I've been very fortunate. So I've done a lot, Mm. I mean, particularly in a sense, later in life, I mean, I've, I've been, I've, defining moments, sorry, I went to university, I went to, I read English at Cambridge University. And then I spent a year getting a teacher's certificate, and I, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've never taught for any length of time, except I taught at the Royal College of Art, which mm. is, which is not exactly the same, but, but, but it, it's, it's an education function, mm. and that is, I think, it's present in my work. Really, I mean, I'm often thinking about the people who, I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm doing, but I'm thinking mm. about the spectator as well, mm. and the effect it will have on them. Uh, and in the very, in the very broadest sense, there's a, there's a, there's an element of education in that. Mm. Um, but I suppose the defining moment was, was perhaps when I thought, I, I will not take up a teaching job because I might like it too much. <laughs> really? Um, so I didn't oh. take a, t- a teaching job, and I thought I'll just go freelance and see what happens. Yeah. And I thought if I get to thirty and it's all right, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep on. I never, when I got to 30, I didn't really notice. <laughs> <laughs> Just all um, passed. <laughs> so um, I, I think that was when I decided, you know, I, I was going to, to see what I could make of, of this. And I, and I, yeah. I, I, at the beginning, of, when I was a young illustrator, I mean, I sort of did anything. I did advertising, which I've never liked, and uh, mm. uh, things of that kind, you know. But uh, I suppose that was a, an important moment mm. for me, really. Well, I think it's. I think you made the right choice, definitely. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah I think that's safe to say that you made the right well, choice I'm, there. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to say my, my, my tutor at the London Institute of Education said the same thing, <laughs> <laughs> which was which was uh, which was generous of him. Yeah, is, and and going back to um, the second part of my question, is there anything else that you would like to achieve? Not. A, um, I mean, I. How can I put this? It's, there isn't a particular thing I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've worked with the Folio Society. Do you know them? I don't know. They do, they do sort of expensive editions yes. of the classics. And I get on with them very well. And so I've been yeah. able to suggest books, you know, and I've done Voltaire's Condide and I did oh. a book by... I don't, I don't know whether you know Cyrano de Bergerac. Yes, I do, yeah. 17th I do. century French writer. Yeah. Uh, an amazing book called Voyages to the Moon and the Sun, okay. which is like Gulliver's Travels, but a hundred years before it. Oh wow! Uh, I mean, it's an astonishing book, you know. And I mean, somebody was asking me the other day, "Is there any book you really want? You know, you've always wanted to 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 illustrate." But I, the book I've always wanted to illustrate, I have illustrated. <laughs> so yeah. um, I'm I'm very pleased about that. I think there are still things I can do, and maybe. To do some more, I mean, you're 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 sort of encouraging me even now. I mean, I think with the, the wonderful thing about Hastings is that uh, Hastings Contemporary is, is it's so encouraged to have that gallery there. Yeah, it's awfully important to me now because I know that if I do something I haven't done before, they will probably show it. You see, yeah. they're really interested in it. So I think as a result of the, the exhibition, the, the the only way to travel, and this the taxi driver. Mm. 
I mean, even at this moment, I'm thinking, oh, what other things can <laughs> what I can do, I do now? <laughs> other ways of, of doing things in there. But it's, it's, it's very important. That. It's, like, it's like having a publisher who will do things you want to do, yeah. or having a magazine who will publish things you want. The idea that there's a gallery there, which is very open-minded and, 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 and forward-looking, mm. encourages you to do things. So, uh, so, so I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, but there will be something. Yeah, there will be something. I'll look forward to that. And I think, as you say, the contemporary is so good for the local community. Having that yes. there, having that space there, and that access to art within the wider community, yeah. I think, is so yeah, important. It's on the beach almost. Yeah, really, the location. You know, it's, 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 uh, no, it's very, I think it's very good. And... Now, you've worked with uh, numerous authors as an illustrator yes. um, throughout your career, writers such as Sylvia Plath, Roald Dahl, of course, and yeah. you even, I believe, worked on the first Dr. Zeus book, um, the first one which, the first book that Dr. Zeus didn't illustrate himself. Actually, curious enough, it was, it, it, you're right in that, but it, it was the first one, it was a very curious, he, he wrote other books under a different yeah. name, but this was the first one that came out under his own name that was Dr. Seuss. Mm. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought that was very that was fascinating as well. Yeah, very interesting. When I read that, when I was researching for the interview, I read that and I thought that's that's so interesting. You know, your yes. career has just been so prolific um and varied and I was I was wondering in particular what it's like collaborating with a writer as an illustrator and how does that compare to working as a solo artist because I can imagine the two are, are quite different. It is different. Actually, it's part of the task of interpretation, I think. Mm. you know. I mean, if you're illustrating a book by a writer who is dead or, in, you know, a 19th century writer or Dickens or something like that, mm. you're sort of, then you collaborate with the book. Yeah. Um, if you're collaborating with a living writer, you're, you're still collaborating with the book. Then you go back and say, was it, was that what you meant? Yeah. <laughs> sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't do a huge amount of, of, of talking, I don't think. Um, yeah. uh, it works in different ways. I mean, with Sylvia Plath, I never met. I mean, I just did the book. Mm. Um, with Roald Dahl, we did quite a lot of conversation, but mm. it was mainly about what people were going to wear or what they looked like or something mm. like that. Mm. But uh, and and it was interesting that we were nothing like each other except that we liked that kind of humour, you know. Yeah, yeah, that can be quite. I think um, in a creative relationship, you know, having maybe some differences in a way can be quite interesting. Yes, double act, you know. You yeah. Can't, you, you you you've got to be a bit different. Yeah. Although with Michael Rosen, we are are different, but uh, a lot of our um, assumptions are similar. Well, mm-hmm. We have a similar kind of education. In fact. I was I was once taught by his father oh. <laughs> at, at the Institute of Education where his father used to lecture. Um, so we we have a bit more in common. And he said, uh, Michael says, uh, I think on one occasion he says, I just give it to him and he does it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because we've got quite a lot of you, you know we share a lot of assumptions and our education has been in many ways similar. You know? Yeah. Well, I've got. I'm coming up to my final question now, and I'm sure it's it's something you you must get asked about all the time. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your your work with Roald Dahl, 
Um, so I'm sorry to be predictable. I, I can't resist. Um, I used to really love your illustration in Roald Dahl's books when I was growing up. Um, I used to devour, you know, his books oh, God, vociferously. Yes. I used to absolutely adore them. And my favourite was Matilda. I remember reading it in, in one night. I read the whole thing. And oh. I can still see your drawings of the various characters, such as the formidable Mrs. Trunchbull. Um, do you have a favourite story of Roald Dahl, or one which you perhaps particularly enjoyed working on? Well, I, no, that is a difficult question. I mm. in, enjoyed working on all of them, mm. I think. Uh, I mean, I have... Can I have three favourites? Yeah, you can have three. <laughs> but, I can give you well, three. I, I mean... What I like, one of the things I like was the contrast. So I do, a lot of people like the twits very much. Yeah, the twits are so funny. Um, because that's a sort of caricature, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I had a lot of entertainment doing that. Um, I like Danny, the champion of the world. Yeah. Yep. Because that's that the opposite end of the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's it's naturalistic and it's it's very much what... Royal felt about the countryside and so on, you know, so that, that, that's a different side of him as well. Mm. Um, another one I'll mention, which which is, um, which I only did about two or three years ago, I mm. think, um, which is, uh, he did, at the end of his life, he did two books. He did Ezio Trot yes. and yeah. The Min Pins. And I illustrated Ezio Trot, and the Min Pins was illustrated by Patrick Benson, who who's a, 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 did it very well. I mean, it was very uh, beautiful, uh, you know, large-scale coloured pictures. Mm. Um, but Penguins wanted it in a small format, so sort of 25 years later, they said, would I do it? And it's now called, mm. I mean, I did it quite just two or three years ago, and it's called Billy and the Min Pins. That, I'm... I mean, that in a way is a favourite, or my favourite at the moment, because it was such a surprise. Yeah. It was like being given a present from the world, you know, yeah. which one just didn't expect. And it's, it's, I found a lot of things in it, which, I mean, Patrick did big coloured pictures, mm-hmm. but I, it's full of little people, you know, live up trees, you know, and, oh. and uh, I had a wonderful time drawing that, and I liked the boy very much. Yeah. And it seemed very... Also, it was very sort of positive and cheerful in a way. Yeah. So it was, it was that was especially fascinating to have, you know, so many years after I never expected to be doing another book by Dahl because yeah. I thought they'd, you know, I'd done them all except the Moon Prince. And to do that in a completely different way from Patrick Benson yeah. was it was fascinating to me. And I, I I think I can say I've illustrated all these books for children now. Yeah. So that was a, it. Was a very sort of happy conclusion. Yeah, that's so lovely to hear. It's a really nice, nice um, note to end the interview on. And thank you for your time. Well, keep an eye open. May even think of something else to do. I will. I'll be keeping my eye open. I'll be waiting for yes. the the next piece that you're going to be working on. I'll be looking forward yes. to it very much. So just thank you very much for your time. It's been well, an nice absolute pleasure. Yes. And you too. Thank you. Please refer to the gallery website www.hastingscontemporary.org for further details on Sir Quentin Blake's exciting new We Live in Worrying Times exhibition.